Bear with me here. Here comes the music. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 177th time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. It's our... I don't think we're going to make a a Wednesday podcast be a regular thing, but it's been a thing lately, mostly just for whatever horseshit reason. This time it was Disneyland. Um, Disneyland? uh, Disneyland! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, and there are the boys. Hello. <laughs> a little bulletproof reference for you kids. Great movie. Yeah, uh, they, they, Great movie. Yeah. They don't know nothing about no bulletproof. No. Top four Adam Sandler movie for me. Ooh, ooh, hot take. Hot take. It's top four. It's still a hot take. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, I, I can't think of. I mean, Happy Gilmore. You've, Billy you've Madison. You've, you've got basically the the Holy Grail, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We get that. Yep. You know, it was actually yeah. a really good movie. Like, definitely three quarters through it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, what is it? Is it? It's a uh, switch. What is it? The one with the remote. <laughs> that is such a three quarters of the movie way through. Fucking yeah, it's I was perfect gonna... three quarters. I was going to say Hitch, but then I changed. Um, yeah, the one with the remote, that movie's one of the most depressing, Click. terrible right. movies like, I've ever seen. I Click. hate that like, movie. Yeah, that was, that was depressing. It was good, I though. It. I haven't, was it depressing because it was bad or depressing because no. it was just content? It was actually really, a really good movie. Like It was a high-quality film. The message was good, but I, didn't, I did not like that movie. His, um, the, the 9-11 movie, that one was always like, God, Jesus. Rain on me? Why am I watching this over and over again? Rain I, I on have, me, yeah. I have a hard time watching those. I, I don't really watch those movies. I don't think I've seen... The only one that got me was the... <clears throat> what is it? Robert Pattinson one. With uh, Pierce Brosnan as the dad. But you don't figure out it's a 9-11 movie until the last scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Poor shit. Yeah, and I was like, motherfucker, you did it to me. <laughs> Do you want to? Oh, guys, do you want do you want pictures of my wife's feet right now after two days at Disneyland? Oh, <laughs> she could probably sell those. Talking about feet. <laughs> if, if anybody, I mean, what do blister picks go for these days? <laughs> There's a market for it, that's for sure. Fucking Susan Boyle over here, Jesus! Oh. Um, Clean it up, Miss Not Joe. <laughs> But um, you don't got tennis shoes. The uh, I, I even had, she, she was like, my feet are covered in blisters. This was yesterday. She just still had a full day at Disneyland to go. Oof. And I'm like, what shoes do you wear? She's like, you know, Pegasus or her Nike running shoes. And I'm like, I'm like, shit, man. I was, I can walk around in my fucking Jordans. Everything was fine. You should have fucking anyways. Get some J's. She, she lost. She's. She, she, we're up to like. 20 pairs of fucking Jordans and Dunks in the house right now, Trev. It's fucking, it's fucking, the pandemic was, the pandemic was rough. On yeah, what's the, that shoe know. thing, you're, what's that shoe thing you do? Um, yeah, it's, it's retail therapy, Trevor. It's retail therapy. Sure. Shoe therapy. 
Um, but it makes for really easy birthday presents now. Like, oh, birthday presents? Great. Too easy. Fucking, yeah. $250 on, on a pair of shoes? We're good. We're off. We're going. Um, well, if you couldn't tell, there's not a lot going in, going on in fucking football these days. Um, better than being a baseball fan. Woo! Look at them falling by the wayside. All um, those baseball fans. Yeah, I mean, we're... Trevor... Doug, Trevor Trevor's, we're yeah, Trevor's the only baseball fan here, so... I haven't liked baseball in years. I'm hanging on. Yeah. It's... They've, they're making it so fucking hard on me. It really is. Like, this is pretty tough, and, and this is how... This is how they lost, you know, a third of their audience the first time this happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, they, you're, the average baseball fan is 65 years old, so... And they're over this shit. They don't want yeah. to see. So the um, oh, they need the steroid era to bring it back from to to save baseball, right? That was, you know, the the strike was in '94. McGuire and Sosa were what '98. Yeah. So it was like it was like three, four years post strike, and that was a strike, not even a lockout. Right. Like the players want to play. They're not fucking. They're, they're not walking out on. On uh, on anything that you know, there's just fucking owners are the ones fucking locking them out. So. Yeah, I heard there's like eight owners that aren't uh, kind of they're holding everything up, and obviously one of them is going to be Paul Dolan, owner of the Guardians, former Cleveland Indians, because he he's the reason I don't like baseball or Major League Baseball because just of all the talent Cleveland has lost to other teams, paying people more. It's like fuck this guy, dude. You, I was like, dude, you're worth four point something billion dollars. Like, spend the money or sell the team. That's been the hardest part for me about baseball is, um, it's not. It's like the Reds haven't been like the the Reds were okay for a couple of years, and they go on like little like runs, right? Yeah, a couple of years where they're where where they go on runs, and that's fine. I can deal with shit like that. Bowman, come here. Just need to make sure but my like, dog didn't didn't bite my wife. Um, the uh, but like the 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 red signing somebody and then like you get him for a year because you got him cheap. It was on some kind of fix it deal. He plays up to where he's going and it's like like Castellanos I think was his name. It's like he's not signing back with the Reds. He might already be gone. I don't even fucking know anymore. But it's that like how do you how do you maintain a fan base when the players on these smaller market teams are constantly fucking changing or they're so young that they're not even good anyways. Um, it's just, it's, it's an impossible fucking sport to fucking like right now. For me. And free agency did not do baseball in each, any favors, no. but that's, you, know, you guys were, you know, ripping on Jeter, but that's allegedly a big part of why he's leaving because that, that franchise Miami has always been notorious for it being a business, Right. Get good, get develop young players, get them to play, do decently, sell the team off, and repeat. Right. It's it's the it's the lack of a salary cap, right? That I mean, football has football has every reason. Has all the same issues, right? You've got fucking, you've got a team in green fucking Bay, Wisconsin, for fuck's sake. 
all right? Um, you know, you, you, that is able to compete with the Cowboys and the Giants and outperform specifically those other two teams. Um, but that, the NFL's ability to get all of the owners to play nice with each other is the difference between baseball and football um, to me. And that's like, now where the NFL could end up fucking it up is, you know, that kind of sense of camaraderie has come from like the old guard of the owners, like the Maras, the Roonies, um, you know, Jerry Jones, like, but it's like, it's the newer owners. Like, so if you're ever wondering, could the NFL end up in the same position that baseball's in, it'll be because of the owners. It'll be because they cycle out some, they cycle in some newer owners that are just looking at it like a business, right? That don't care about the league, don't care about the shield. Um, and, um, and they come in and they're, and they, and they want, you know, they, they, they think they're paying their players too much. They think this, they think that, and they don't see a good thing. You know, they don't realize they've got a good thing and they'll end up fucking, you know, it could happen. Like it's not, you know, Football's not immune. They're just they've got a good thing going. I just hope they don't fuck it up. Who is that? Uh, the beat writer, the baseball writer, the young kid, Jeff Passan. Yeah, who said? Uh, what was he saying? You could you know if you, if you replaced you know the 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 next best 120 players in the game, you would it would ruin baseball. If you replaced all the owners, it might make it better. 1,200. 1,200, right? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I mean, yeah. he's absolutely right. Like 100. I mean, this was the, the baseball didn't want Mark Cuban to own the Cubs. He wanted to buy the Cubs back in the day. And how much better would the league be if there was somebody like Cuban that was standing up and being like, right. hey, like, I give a shit about winning. I give a shit about the, you know, the, the, the organization, right? Like, um, yeah. Yeah. and uh, instead it's just like, it's, it's, it's that old boys network of, you know, they just, they've, they've stripped all the fucking personality out of the game. I mean, this is what we're worried about with the taunting in fucking the NFL, right? Is like they've sanitized it fucking so much. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like people talk about like the, somebody asked me, they're like, what, what's changed? They're like, they're like, what's changed? Cause I said, I was, you know, baseball was, I was losing my love for baseball or it was lost or whatever. And I rattled off like six things, but like the problem with baseball is that the analytics are too good. Like I know based on win probability and win shares and all these other things that my team isn't going to be able to compete. And at least with football, you can fucking dilute yourselves into going, you know what? This is doable. Right, any, any, given, a, any given Sunday. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> everybody's everybody's got a shot at the playoffs in August, and like, you know, take this year's fucking Super Bowl. Right, the Bengals were a fourth place team last year. Every single one of us picked the Bengals to finish. It was either third or fourth in their own division this year. They ended up going to the fucking Super Bowl. Like baseball just doesn't. Like you get I, the Cinderella things. But uh, yeah, like, I would I would argue that that at least a couple times a year there's bad teams that play really really well and 
when those I shouldn't say bad when those teams overperform at the end of the year, you have those really great underdog stories in baseball. You have teams that get hot at the end of the season and just rip through the playoffs to the World Series. It happens all the time. Yeah, I mean the the Cardinals did it this year. I mean they went on like some like fucking twenty game win streak or something. Right. Because I was right. like, I, I, baseball was trying to suck me back in this year. Votto was clubbing home runs. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm starting to fucking like check box scores again every morning and like trying to catch highlights and shit. And it's like, it, they were fucking, they were trying to suck me back in. And, uh, and then the Cardinals go on. I'm like, I, I took a week off from that and I look up and the Reds are fucking seven games back. I'm like, why the fuck do I even bother? Like it's, <laughs> and it's not even that my team's back. Cause I fucking, I, 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 sh- I showed up for the Niners every single fucking season where they were fucking absolute dog shit. And it was like, it's it's more painful to watch a fucking bad football team than it is a bad baseball team. Tell um, me more. But, you know, it's, um, yeah, yeah Doug, Doug has given up on the Indians, but he's a fucking Browns fan. It's like, he's, he's like, no, I'll stick with the fucking Browns. The Indians yeah. or Guardians or whatever can go fuck themselves. Um, but it's, uh, it's just not, it's, they, the, the chemistry, the alchemy of the game has, has changed in the last like 10 years to me. And I just don't, I like, I used to fucking scream at direct TV cause I used to get the package and it was always fucked up. Something was always fucking wrong with the package. Like there was one, there was one year that every Tuesday I had to call to get my service reset. <laughs> but I was, I was, and 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 Weez was in town for for one of them, and I was just laying into the fucking Directv person, and Weez has not forgotten it, and still <laughs> yells those lines back at me, just kind of periodically. That I was just, you know, um, and uh, the um, it was so so if Weez ever yells, I want to watch Apes fuck, um, that's that's that. <laughs> Because <laughs> the, the direct TV guy offered me, he's like, um, I'm like, dude, give me something for free. Give me fucking, I'm like, give me Nat Geo HD for free. Just give me something for my fucking trouble. He's like, you just want Nat Geo HD? And I said, yes, I want to fucking watch Apes Fuck. And now, <laughs> like, every time I see he's he's, that's like, uh, he'd put it on my tombstone if my wife would let him. But, um... <laughs> Oh, she will. But I mean, like, that's how much I cared about fucking baseball. It's like I was sitting there fucking, I was going home from work early, fucking cracking beers at four o'clock in the afternoon, four or five days a week, and watching the fucking Reds. And I I haven't watched a full baseball game, I think, in three years at this point. Dude, I used to be, I mean, like I am with basketball and football, I, I could tell you fucking, you know, the starting lineup for the majority of the American League. Like, I used to know every player. Yeah. And now it's like... I like, dude. There's guys on the Guardians that I don't. Who the fuck is this guy? I don't even know who they are. Like, yeah, I just I, don't I, pay attention anymore. Like, it's just, it's just not fun, dude. Like, the games become boring. Like, I yeah. hate. The, I I don't like the way you know the owner doesn't spend money on my team. Like, I'm sick of seeing the most talented. Like, dude, think about some of the players that have been on the Indians in the past. Yeah, they remind me of the Islanders in the same way that. Like, like the like the best player on every team in the league was once an Islander at one point, and it's like, what the fuck? And you can look at the Indians in the same way. Like they have had so many people poached from that team, or not poached, just let go, right? 
Yeah, it's just so like, many, especially pitchers. You could yeah. you could, you could field an all star team with that team's uh, uh, prospects in ten years. Oh, for sure, dude. Like Cliff Lee, CC Sabathia, when those guys left, I was pissed. But I mean, it started when Manny Ramirez left. Like when Manny Ramirez left the Indians and signed with the Red Sox, I was like, this sport sucks. And that was kind of the beginning. That was a long time ago. That was the, yeah. kind of the beginning of the end for me. Yeah, I, th- I think um, baseball especially was one of those teams. Or one of those games, rather, where where players stuck with teams for a long time, and it felt like it was like that last remaining sport where the the player actually had loyalty to the team, and vice versa. Yeah. Like when and, Jim when Jim Tomey left, dude, I was so mad. Like I didn't like Jim Tomey was my guy. Like I yeah. I met that guy multiple times at minor league baseball games, and he was like funny. He was like a nice guy. I even liked Jim Tomey. His wife was like from Cleveland. I was like, oh, he ain't going nowhere. Right. And went to well, Philadelphia. That's the, yeah, that's the business. So, but yeah, baseball. And plus, dude, like the, the commissioner, that Manfred guy, that guy is like one of the biggest douchebags I've ever seen in any sporting arena circle, whatever you want to call it. Like, like he's you, awful. You wonder why Selig hung on for so long. He's like, dude, the game is fucked. Like, can you imagine we're sitting here going like, God, man, I wish we could get Bud Selig back. <laughs> Good lord! Got to get Joe Torre in there. Somebody, something needs to change. That's not gonna fucking happen, dude. Because the fucking the commissioner it represents the owners, right? Like he's a shield for the owners, right? And it's like, and somebody somebody tweeted out, it's like Manfred is even better at being a shield for the MLB owners than Goodell is, because like nobody knows who owns the baseball teams. Yeah, but like everybody, like I know. Bob Castellini owns the Reds. But, like, I can't name any other owners. I mean, like, I guess the, the Steinbrenners, right? Like, sure. But, like, I can't name any other owners. Whereas, like, shit, man. Like, this AFC, it's like, how many owners can I name? I've got Kraft, uh, Ross. Well, we know we know Ross in, in uh, um, the Johnsons. And... Um, uh, the Pagulas, right? I just named the entire a- every owner for the AFC East, um, but I can't name. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't name three um, MLB owners. He's, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. And and like so. Anyways, that's that's the point. Manfred's out there fucking being a fucking human shield for these people, and they just get to ruin what should be a fucking fantastic fucking sport. Who George Bush? He owns. He has a. He has a powerful part of the uh, Texas Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. He still, he didn't have to sell that. I don't know. I don't think so. Texas. <clears throat> Anyways. So All yeah, of it's horseshit. So baseball still sucks. Strike I, I, or not. Um, meanwhile, um, Aaron Rodgers wants fifty million dollars, apparently, which is a. A small contrast to the way that Tom Brady handled his late career contract negotiations. Right. Um, I don't need the money. Go get some players. Right. Like, give me 25. It's fine. Right. Just, you know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tom was like, just pay me $1 more than Jimmy G. Like, that's <laughs> it. We're good. Um, but apparently Rodgers wants $50 million. So he hasn't made enough money in his career. He he wouldn't rather have a second Super Bowl to kind of solidify him as one of the top, you know, whatever quarterbacks in the history. He'd rather have that. 
Right. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> you know, 50 million. Sure. If you can get it, go get it. But I don't know. I yeah. feel like the Super Bowl would mean more to him, but be worth more to a guy that's been a quarterback for how many years? How long, how long has he been in the league? How much money has he made? Like, yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's been a starter for 13, 14 years now and been the I mean, since 05. If Amazon's going to offer Sean McVay $100 million to do Thursday night football, I'm sure Rodgers is going to have some kind of post-playing career that's going to make him some money. So, like, it's not like his earning potential is done as soon as he retires. Was that – was that – was fill me in, please. Was that his demand to the Packers or just whoever can give me $50 million is where I'm going? Well, the pa- he's, you know, he's, he's with the Packers. He's signed with the Packers. He's, got right. a, he's a free agent at the end of this coming season. Correct, right. Um, and, and he's doing the, you know, I might retire, I might come back, I might leave. You know, he's like, right. he's, so he, he's doing that. A decision's coming, it's imminent, blah, blah, blah. Um, and one of the things that's been, like, floated out there is that he wants – you know, coming off back-to-back MVP seasons, he wants to, like, reset the QB market or, or whatever, which would put him above Mahomes, put him above, you know, Watson's contract. Or it, it, you know, $50 million would put him above Mahomes' annual annual average by, by like, 10 15%. Which is arguable. I mean, he's out, he's worth that. But, like, what you're saying, what we're saying is, is it, it's, he's... To me, I don't see it as bad um, because I think he's just doing this to the Packers. Um, right. But still, part of that is you, you think we're going to sign with like your whole complaint is we don't sign people and we don't, you know, give you weapons, but you're taking all the, the money. Right. Yeah, right. make it even harder. Unless, yeah. unless they're already telling them that, like, nah, like we're, you're, we're not, it's still the same shit, dude. Or it's the Packers saying, or it's the Packers floating this or leaking this. As like a, as a way to be like, yeah, oh, we just weren't gonna pay him fifty million dollars, so you get Jordan Love. Yeah, that too, right? Um, I mean, it's like I don't. Be- it's it's hard to believe any of this shit. I mean, the the the. I mean, we're just talking about baseball. It's like, what would Aaron Rodgers make if there was no salary cap? Like he, somebody would give him a hundred million. Like Jerry Jones would, you know a Jerry Jones type, a Daniel Snyder type, right? Um, Stephen Ross in, in Miami, like these are billionaire billionaires. And um, he'd be he'd be worth, you know, $100 million a year, probably in, an, in a completely uncapped world. Um, yeah, I don't even, yeah, it'd be some crazy numbers for some of those quarterbacks. And, and, you know, that's – so him asking for 50, I, you know, listen, I hope you get it. If you if you want it, I hope you get it. I, this isn't a, you know, this isn't a, hey, he's not worth it or any of the other stuff. If you can get it, you're worth it. So fucking go get it. Good Godspeed. But – Yeah, lock up, point. lock up that fucking just short of the Super Bowl playoff run. Right. To, to, to Doug's point, it's like nobody's ever going to remember how much fucking money – Aaron Rodgers made in his career, but they are going to know that, you know, he only made it to one Super Bowl. Yeah. People, fans don't care about the money. Like, 
It's about the Super right. Bowl. It's about the rings. It's about the competition. Yeah. Like, dude, like for a long time, like I would say, Rod, you know, Rodgers has been a top three all-time quarterback for me for a long time, and he is sliding now. Like after these last couple finishes, like he's sliding for me. Like I don't see him in the same light I did two years, two three years ago. I mean, yeah, he's he's been my in the six to eight range. He won the he won the MVP again this year, right? Right. Yeah. Back and to back. In, yeah. He's so he's he was in the six to eight range for kind of as long as for most of, ever since I started having to answer that question, who's your top ten quarterbacks? And because uh, like him, Favre, and Steve Young are that one ring, multiple MVP category um with a with long enough careers like i'm kurt warner kind of doesn't fits that but doesn't at the same time no nope. um and you know so it's like okay now he's up to four mvp so i've got him at like six right and um but I was like if he got that second ring he he's a top he is inarguably a top three quarterback of all time yeah. It'd be Brady, it'd be uh, it'd be Brady, Montana, then Rodgers. I like ahead yep. of Peyton Manning for me. Yep, same for me. And dude, like there's, he makes it look so easy. Like when he, the way he throws the ball, his release, it looks effortless, and he it, like he looks like I don't know how to say, it, but he looks fucking cool. <laughs> like he's yeah, like he's a cool guy. Like yeah. it, it looks easy. It's effortless for him to throw the ball and make like just dropping it in buckets and fitting it in the tiniest of windows. And it looks like he's not even trying to throw the ball. It's like he's just flicking his wrist. Like, you know. I was just about to say, it's like everybody talks about it. He's like, oh, I just flicked his wrist. He just flicked his wrist. It's like, no, like Rodgers actually is just the guy that can just fucking flick his wrist. And yeah. it just goes exactly where he wants to as far as like, is he just, he's, he's probably. Yeah, it's effortless. I can't nope. think of it. Nobody, like, nobody makes it look better. Yeah, in my opinion. No, they don't. Yeah. He's like Peyton Manning was always super accurate, but he threw ducks and wobblers. They were accurate ducks and wobblers, but he threw yeah. a lot of those. Yeah, and, he did. And 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 he had that like perfect over the top motion all the time. That like, it, he Peyton looked like a robot throwing a football. Yeah, right. And he always he looked did. like he had practiced that throw a million times before you know that game. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wrap it out. And 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 Brady's mechanics are are perfect. And um, but yeah, Rogers can just he he was Mahomes before Mahomes. He just you know yeah he just told his family to go fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fire that pigskin boy. Um, no, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what I'm I'm I'm. I'm watching this as much for how does Rogers view his own squad? Like, does he look around and go, I'm in the best possible position? Or um, or is there a better team out there for me? Um, and then what is he what is important to him? Is is it being 50, the fifty million dollar quarterback? Or is it getting the second ring? Um, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to me on that end, how he treats it, um, here at the end of his career. Yeah. And he like, might, well, that's what I was thinking too. Maybe, maybe he thinks he has 
three or four year, three or four years left. So give me fifty million dollars for another year here at the Packers, and then I'll go do the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, other team championship, Super Bowl. Maybe he thinks he has longer than we do. I don't know. But I mean, my, he's already talking about retiring. Yeah, like, I don't know. That that's the other thing. Like we were shocked when Brady retired because Brady was. Like, oh, yeah, I'm playing till 45, and who knows after that, right? Um, and then retired at 44, you know? So it's like that was Brady retiring was like, whoa, okay, it's a little better out of left field. Rodgers is actively kind of being like, yeah, you know, I just, I, I don't know. You know, he's doing that thing. I feel like he's doing it to the Packers. Yeah. yeah. It seems like, I mean – I don't know. We don't know, but it seems like they kind of mended some of that stuff this season. So it seems that way. Yeah. I've, I've learned from parenting that like, it doesn't matter how much you try, you are going to end up parenting your kids just like you were fucking parented. And I wonder how much of the Rogers thing is just like, it's like, yeah, listen, they let Favre do it to me. So I'll do it to the next guy. Um, but that kind of yo-yoing, yeah, I'll tell you in August, you know, that type of bullshit. Um, I just wonder how much it is like, he's just like, no, you're allowed to do this. And you're allowed to do this. This is perfectly reasonable behavior. Um, but this is like the only franchise this happens with. Nobody else is like, nobody else gets, has been dragged around by the last couple quarterbacks going like, I don't know, man. Do I really want to come back? Maybe it's just the fact that it's fucking Green Bay and it's so fucking miserable to live there that 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 these guys are like, God, fifty million? Yeah, you know what? You know, thirty-five million to live in Green Bay, make it fifty and I'll fucking think about it. Um maybe that's it. Maybe it's just fucking the fact that it's like, God, I gotta play outdoors on a frozen fucking field, and my team's great and all, but Fuck, this place sucks. <laughs> it's an iconic franchise. Sure, but I it doesn't think. feel that way when you're getting fucking, you know, smacked in the ribs of 12 degree weather. You don't care about how fucking iconic, <laughs> iconic the uh, the franchise is then. Yeah. I don't know. The um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And then you get Kyler Murray, which is just this is it's. Did, did anybody it, take the time to read that letter from his agent? Did I, you know, I take the time. Habit, I make no. a habit of reading everything that that is in all caps, just in case it's about me. <laughs> If it's written in all caps, I'm reading it just in case you're going to say something about me that I need to respond to. Um, so, but no, he did not. Kyle Murray's agent did not mention me by name, anyways. Um, in this fully, <coughs> you're a lawyer. How are you writing things in all caps? How are you fucking typing something out in all caps? Like you're in like fucking fifth grade and just discovered caps lock. I don't fucking understand it. This is up there with the fucking Comic Sans thing with Dan Gilbert. Yeah. It is so fucking unprofessional. I don't like, you can't slack me. I don't even like you texting me in all caps. No, I don't like all caps at all. Um, But anyways, all caps. So I didn't even read it. I just, I saw it. I was like, that's, that's a letter. And then I like... There's like I saw this one tweet like there's more words in that letter than there is in Bohemian Rhapsody like the Queen song, <laughs> um, and another they they listed off a couple songs but that was the one that stuck with me. But like, dude, what is this novel? I didn't read it. I just like I'm like I'm not reading this. I don't care enough about anything that happens in Arizona or Kyler Murray to know what the, these 407 487 words say. There's the uh, there's the great meme that's that floats around now, which is. Um, I'm sorry that happened to you, or I'm I'm happy for you. Either way, I'm not reading that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's fucking. So basically, the the letter basically says we've improved. The Cardinals have improved by three wins every single year, thanks to Kyler Murray and his teammates and his leadership and and this and this and this and this and this and this and, this and, this and it's just basically like pay us or somebody else will and the cardinals apparently have gotten the kyler murray contract extension offer from his agent and just not responded to it they just like have put it in a drawer and was like that's cute they left them on red huh yeah they basically left them on red yeah and so now everybody's you get the agent firing off fucking letters. You got uh, Steve Kime was like, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Again, because they've got his the fifth year. So he was drafted in 19. So 19, 20, 21. He could, he could sign a contract extension this year, but they're going to get him this year and next year under team control. Um, then they could franchise him in back-to-back years. So the Cardinals basically have four more years where Kyler Murray can't actually do anything except play for the Cardinals unless the Cardinals give in. He's going to make a lot of money in that time because three of those years are basically going to be at the franchise tag level. Um, but like the Cardinals are, and this is, this is how 
you know, this is how the franchise tag is bad for the players and it holds salaries down because, like, Kyler Murray's got no fucking bargaining position right now. If they want him, they're going to keep, they can keep him for basically for the next four years. Yeah. And the Cardinals, but the Cardinals are just kind of acting like, eh, maybe we don't want you. Like, he didn't really play that great those last half of the season, right? For, for two years in a row. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a five foot nine quarterback that's been hurt the last two seasons and doesn't finish the season well. And after taking hits for the first half of the season, him and the rest of the team goes into the tank in the second half, and maybe they're maybe they're looking for like a Deshaun Watson type offer. Maybe he's been going to very short masseuses. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm not a. Uh... I don't know. I've never been in love with Kyler Murray uh, as far as like a top tier quarterback. I know he's obviously put up the numbers, so um, it's, I'm just not there on him yet. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him with a different coach, um, but but only somewhere else because I really want to keep Cliff Kingsbury in the division. <laughs> so. <laughs> I really like having Kingsbury in the division. It's fun. Um, Enjoy it while it lasts because it might. It offsets it offsets the McVeigh um, being in the division. Um, but uh, yeah, I I mean, he's torturous. Like when he's on, he's really fucking annoyingly good. Um, but there's always like you kind of just at a certain point you just you don't take him seriously. I don't know if it's just kind of his stature um, or what, or his coach, or just that it's a team from Arizona. But uh, just, yeah, just there's just something about it that's just like, this isn't going to last. Yeah. Because, like, back when, back when the first couple of years with Russell Wilson, and it was Russell Wilson versus the, you know, Patrick Willis and Bowman, I was sitting there going, there's no way this little fuck is going to make it through a season. There's just no way. He's not going to, he's not going to have a career. Like he'll be, he'll have a nice couple seasons, but he's like, he's just not big enough. Well, Russell Wilson just fucking, he he wasn't a running quarterback. He just ended up scrambling and turned himself into a, a very mobile pocket passer. Um, And that's, probably saved him even though he gets you know even even with his shitty offensive line but Kyler Murray's like out there running and he's also he's not he's not even as big as fucking and and thick as Russell is like those and it looks like those hits pile up you can see it in the stats yeah dude there's plays where that guy's running 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage before he throws the ball yeah it's like dude you're gonna take a hit I mean that's just gonna it's just gonna wear on you over NFL season. NFL ain't no joke. Um so yeah. So again, I I it looks like Russell Wilson staying. He professed his love for Seattle. Um <laughs> and McVeigh didn't retire. And Aaron Donald's probably not retiring. Um so basically none of this has been worth it. Um and but if Kyler Murray were to go and they were to keep if they were to pick Kingsbury over Kyler Murray, and it's not that they're 
those two were kind of beefing necessarily. It's just that, God, I really want to hang on to Kingsbury in the division. Um, that would be that would be good. One that of those quarterbacks got to go. Trey, it's Trey Lance time. It is. I'm, bank, I'm banking. I'm banking on a big Trey Lance season at this point. Um, the NFL uh, was analyzing the taunting penalties. Mm-hmm. And found that 56 out of 61, so like 90% of them, met the standard for taunting. And I wish I got a vote. I wish I got to sit there and be like, no, this is this is all horseshit. Somebody needed to be in that room just to say, you guys are being a bunch of douchebags about this. It's football. Stop being a bunch of candy asses. But nobody was there. And they only basically... Ixnade five of them. Less than sorry, less than ten percent. Like nine percent. So somebody needs to gonna, chop that video up. I would love to review those. Sixty one? We're gonna be stuck with more taunting flags, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, sixty one. That's not that bad. But I'd still like to see them. But they're all bad. They're all dumb. It's like there's just sixty one useless penalties. They, they are. They're, 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 they're silly. It's so silly. These guys can't even fucking, you know, get past interference right, which is an actual, like, we need to get this call right thing. Right? It's like in the, in, in the run of play, you know, in the action, you can't even get that right, but we're, we're going to spend our time looking for fucking taunting. Yeah, you know, we really didn't. I mean, we mentioned it, but we didn't really. I feel like Bengals fans should be pretty upset at, after kind of rethinking about the end of that Super Bowl. They kind of got hosed. They, the they, they definitely did, and you hate to want to talk about it so much because I feel like we talk about it. It's almost a dead subject when you talk about how how refs and calls are dictating games, especially important games, especially late. And it's just like, how much longer can we talk about it? It's fucking bullshit. You know, it's awful is what the NBA does. They release those, you know, last two minutes of the game official reports. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, we missed that call. Well, we fucking lost because of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. So now we got to hear you say, oh, yeah, my bad, but we got the L. It doesn't change the loss. Like the Cavs got hosed by the refs against the fucking Timberwolves in highlighter color jerseys. We lost to a team looking like the NBA Seattle Seahawks, like – that's furious, but it's awful. That's worse to me, having to hear the ref say, yeah, we did miss it. Yeah, the NFL just, like, releases a statement that's basically like, yeah, we fucked up this call and or should have gotten this wrong or right or whatever. Oh, well, but, yeah. I mean, this is what... But the influence of that, the, the, the ripple effect that that has is, is incredible. You're talking about people's money and, and players' money and bonuses and, and so much shit. On and a bad gambling. call. It's, it's, and gambling. And gambling, yeah. My heart I mean, and blood pressure. Right. I mean, it's 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 silly. It's a uh, you know, it's a. I don't know. No, there's um, it's there's. Anyways, I've said it a fucking hundred times. They've got too many fucking rules. They need to go back to square one. They need to go back to square one with it. Um. Yeah. 
Trevor, if the yes. Giants were to trade Saquon, Ugh. What, hypothetically speaking, what are, what are your thoughts? <sighs> I mean, I, I will tell you, this season didn't make me very confident in his, you know, physical ability and his return. Um, he did show some, you know, some uh, some spurts there. Um, it, it's just sad that as a fan of the team and as a fan of him personally, um, I want to see him succeed. And I would hate for the, the Giants, you know, uh, just complete and utter misgiving, you know, just, just, just fuck-ups in the last five years and, and ruining a career like that. He's, he's a really special athlete. Um, and, and I would hate for it, – it's always sad when you see people, you know, people's careers get ruined by – by their teams, right? Um, so it, it would be a shame. I would hate to see him go because I really like him. Um, but I, but I'm also not sure. <laughs> I'm also he might be. You know, he may not. He may be a shadow of himself. And so, if they can get value for him, they get value for him. And then the other part of that is, you know, there's so much hope right now in the organization and the fact that we have these picks and that we're actually. And, and they're even talking about linemen and finally fucking drafting a line and finally doing what we should be doing. And a big piece of why we're doing that is going. Um, you know, it, I, it, I, I'm personally, I'm just rooting for them not to draft an, a lineman with either pick in the first round just for the chaos. Sure. And just to I, watch me suffer. I get it. Just not even just you. I know, I get, it, I get it, but but specifically but like, talking about Saquon, like, but just the chaos. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they trade him, they trade him, and and that's whatever happens with him, it's their fault. Because right? you can't. I mean, you, you, there's no way they can sign him to a contract extension right now. So he's going to be a free agent at the end of this next year. Yeah, and and then and hopefully they get their shit together enough, and he, you know, and it all comes enough that they they're able to, and that he wants to. Right, um, and it's kind of like this one more year, but that one more year could be a you know could be the end of his career. This is like the this is like the documentary, The Last Dance. It's exactly like that. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> oh man, no, I, I like Saquon, and and um, in the Saquon versus Zeke debate, I would still rather have fucking Saquon all day just on multiple levels, personalities included. Um, yeah, but, he's, a, uh, he's a really good dude. But the, yeah, like getting him off the artificial turf, getting him away from a team with a shitty line, like, and, and this just goes back to nobody has been hurt more by the rookie salary cap than running backs. Because... Yeah, they have Saquon, such a small window. Saquon should have already made a $60 million signing bonus just for being the third pick in the draft or whatever it was. Right. And, you know, and because they put in the rookie salary cap, he's got this fucking, he's, he's, you've got to stay healthy for five years as a first down running back. You got to be productive as hell. You've got to stay healthy. And because you got to really hope that you're fucking good enough to get a big second contract 
Right. And I mean, we're 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 going to start seeing the death of that position. Even you, you know, you're you're the running backs for plug and play. You can get a good running back. Don't spend money on running backs, right? And it's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I'm I'm looking. You know, Raheem Mostert got hurt this year, and uh, and the Niners found you know Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round, and you know they're looking. It's like, hey, we need somebody to kind of pair with Elijah Mitchell, and they're like, well, Raheem Mostert's coming off a <laughs> he's coming off an injury. We can get him cheap. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Get him cheap and we're good. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's anyway, nobody has been fucked over. No position has been fucked over worse with the rookie wage scale and the rookie salary cap than the running backs. They're, they're the only position that I actually feel fucking terrible for. Because the receivers suck for their first couple of years anyways, most of the time. I mean, that was the trend while for forever. Yeah, it was basically. It was, it was wait to see how they are in their third year. Kind exactly. Of yeah. Exactly. And so it was like, fine, yes, let's not pay fucking Mike Williams. Right? Um, not not Chargers Mike Williams, but the, you know, Mike Williams or was it Carlos Rogers? Um, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, let's not pay those guys, you know, $60 million signing bonuses. Fine. Cool. Um, let's not give the quarterback $60 million signing bonuses. Sure. Fine. But like the running backs, man, they that's like their entire career is just that contract. And and then it's just hope and pray that you've been productive and healthy enough to get anything. I mean, even Melvin Gordon was good. Right? And yeah. like he wanted fifteen from the Chargers, and they're like, eh, we're good. And he ended up getting having to get ten a year from the Broncos, which is still ten million dollars a year, but like, fuck, man. I just, I just feel bad for those guys. That's the only, that's the only, um, and just, yeah, I just feel bad for the running backs. But yeah, it really is uh, probably the most demanding position. One of the most demanding positions, I would say. It's like a kid in a car accident every time you touch the ball. Right. Oh, and, and well, I mean, it's like, you know, they talk they about talk it being about a thankless job, like, and which positions are thankless jobs and which aren't. and But it's like, that's, it's getting to the point where, you know, they're going to start paying running backs in high fives, and um, because you can just you can just plug them in wherever, and uh, man, it's a fucking anyways, it's a shame. Um, anyway, but yeah, I'm no, I'm, and I saw Doug, I saw that the Browns were are going to start are going to pay in Joku. Is that a thing? I thought he was a bust. Um, you know, he had a rough start to his career for sure. Um, a lot of drops has to be traded in those first couple of years, but I don't know. I feel like he stepped his game up. I don't know if he's worth ten million a year. I know Austin Hooper is not. I can tell you that definitively. Um, so they definitely gave a contract to him that's not looking too good. Um, when can they get out of the Hooper contract? I think they could let him go now, and the cap hit's not going to be crazy. So, um, but yeah, you know, I like Njoku. I want him back. I don't care what okay. they pay him. <laughs> There's um, um, somebody, speaking of tight ends, somebody tweeted out. I think it was fucking Grant Cohn or some numb nuts fucking beat reporter for the Niners. Um, the, the Niners should trade Kittle right now. He's 29. 
coming off of two injury plague seasons. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, can't we just have something? It's okay for it's okay for a player to age with a team every once in a while. Like, yeah. Go fuck yourself. And that that guy there's certain players that kind of set the tone or, you know, set the tone for the team or have value in the locker room. It's like it's real tough right now with Jarvis Landry, you know, like that guy definitely changed the culture, helped change the culture in the locker room for the Browns, but he's fucking undersized, you know, 29, 30 years old, making 16 million a year. Like I want Jarvis Landry on our team, but if, you know, if they don't make it work for 16 million a year, I, I get it, I guess. Yeah. And you can find guys to do what he does. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a 10, 11 yard to catch guy. Like he's not, you know, particularly threatening you know he's not threatening every level of the defense kind of thing yeah you can find guys to to do that but yeah i mean it's like i i think teams are and this is i think this is also a a factor in the salary cap stuff is you can't you can't pay guys for chemistry reasons anymore yeah Right? Like, every dollar has to be watched so fucking carefully. Because, I mean, I just read, like, if, if the Browns release Jarvis, they're, like, they're at almost $50 million in the salary cap, which would put him in, like, the top five. Wow. So, it's like, shit. And there's, like, I guess there's really good odds we're going to sign Chris Godwin, which I don't know where those odds come from when people release that shit. But I'll take Chris Godwin if we lose Jarvis Landry. Coming off the ACL. Sure. I just want a fucking receiver with some size. I'm just so sick of OBJ and Landry being undersized these last couple years being our top guys. Give me some size. Big target. I like it. Um yeah, I just I just want I just want cornerbacks. Actually I don't even know what I want. I just I want offensive line. That's what I want. I want offensive line for the Niners. So this draft is going to be – I don't feel like it's – you know, it's not a top-heavy draft. There's like – you know, I don't. there's not a ton of superstars, I don't think. But it's got pretty good depth at like tackle and wide receiver. And like there's going to be a lot of good players in the middle rounds that are going to play. Just because I know you guys are wondering about that shit. Yeah, I'm not I'm – not, receiver I'm good on. I think the Niners have a fucking – Wonderful core of young receivers, super good on receivers. But yeah, um, there there's three, definitely three, top ten worthy offensive tackles for the Giants, Trevor. So if they don't get one of those three guys in the top ten, you should be worried. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna be a, I'm just gonna switch over to be a, a Niners slash Browns fan. Yeah, I'll do, I'm gonna switch teams. I'm well, I'm three I'm guys at this point I'm three pages deep now into commercialtrucktrader.com because I'm fascinated by the price of garbage trucks. <laughs> like there is a Trevor, were you Trevor, I don't think you were on. Um so in front of the store today in San Diego. Yeah. Um big garbage truck picked up the dumpster and you know for our shopping center my stores in. Sure. As soon as they hit the road at the back of the 
garbage truck just starts smoking. And the trash is on fire. <laughs> um, so they, so they just there's dumped. A, Trev, they, there's a picture of it on the San Diego Humor um, yeah. IG page. Uh, okay. They, they dumped, they dumped the entire back of a huge garbage truck. They dumped all the trash in the middle of the road once they saw it was on fire. So there's just a, bi- <laughs> a pile of burning, burning trash uh, today. So, I, and Doug and I were sitting there bullshitting while you were doing, fucking around with your cars. And I'm sitting there going like, what? I'm like, you've got, you've got to dump the trash. I mean, it's just yeah. trash. And, you can't and, let the truck light up. No right. way. And I'm like, well, how much are these trucks? And so I Googled how much does a garbage truck cost? And they are two to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, honestly, that's that's less than I thought. And so now I'm on commercialtrucktrader.com, and I, <laughs> there's a screaming deal here. Like, <laughs> Fourteen thousand nine ninety five. It's only got one hundred and fifty two thousand miles on it. It's orange. We could paint it browns colors, Doug, if you want. <laughs> yes. Um, There's something about a garbage truck browns. Yes. Logo that feels right. That would do it's, well. It's got the. Um, oh my god! I think it's called Jet Sanitation. That's even better. Um, <laughs> It's got the the compactor thing on it. It's got the fucking dump truck release thing. It's got the forklift thing in the front. Fifteen grand. Like, I mean, I could probably trade in my Tacoma and probably even get a couple <laughs> bucks back. Like, this is so. Again, for all the Nacho <laughs> subscribers out there, you could just donate a dollar each, and yeah. we could have a Nacho Flacco. Garbage truck slash Brown's garbage truck slash Brown's garbage truck. <laughs> I mean, Automatic if there isn't if there isn't something worth crowdfunding, I don't know what is. Right? Is there Just, anybody out there that will help us get this garbage truck? <laughs> um, this is uh, buy with confidence from a. This is a family-owned company. We we'd be buying this from. Family-owned companies never told a lie. Never. My my kid would. Fucking love this thing. Because, dude, you could totally turn the entire back of that thing into like a party bus, man. You can put tables back there, coolers, whatever you want. Yeah, fucking just set up a barbecue back there. I mean, why couldn't you cook in the back of this thing? And then, dude, you just put like some stupid logo on the forklift in the front that like puts the other, like looks like you're throwing the other team's logo away before every game. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude, no, you, people you would pay to see you, that. People in Cleveland bring a would dumpster see that. with you. You bring a dumpster with you. You put a fathead logo on for whatever team your team's playing and uh, fill it with, you know, fucking burning jerseys of the other team. And uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude. 15 grand. Come on, people. Jet sanitation. <laughs> I should. How it's not green, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> fucking blew that jet sanitation. Yeah. Oh, fucking disgrace. You didn't deserve this fucking beautiful truck. That makes more sense than the brown stuff. And it's called jets. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm on the hunt for a, a, a reasonably priced, low mileage garbage truck. 
like $89,000. Not reasonably priced. I'd rather just, you know, get a Range Rover or something. That was the that was the other thing from this weekend. So the wife's uh, the wife's car fucking took a shit Friday night at like six o'clock at night. She was picking up the kid from daycare, and she'd started it and drove it down there, and then it just parked it like we're, we're a mile and a half from the daycare. Parked it, got the kid, put the kid in, tried to start it, didn't start. And I fucking put the big kid in my car and we drive down there. I sit down there and fucking crank it and there's just fucking not, not even like nothing's happening. It's just this like click, 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 click. I'm like, fuck. So, um, but I got two kids with me and I'm like, I could go to the fucking auto parts store. Because for whatever reason, I don't know where my jump cables are. So I'm like, go to the auto parts store with two kids now trying to buy jumper cables. Or we can just tow the car to the fucking dealer, to the mechanic, spend $400 on a rental car for a couple days, and do Disneyland that way. And I don't think I regret spending the money at all. Yeah. Because there's no way I wanted to take my kids into a fucking uh, auto parts store at 6 o'clock on a Friday night. They would have fucking burned that place to the fucking ground. Um, way too many toys in an auto parts store. Yeah. So I don't regret the decision at all. Um, but anyways. I, could, I guess I could have fucking changed the battery like at the mechanics on Saturday. But I didn't think to, because I just didn't want to fucking deal with it. But anyway, that was my $400 escapade slash mistake from from this weekend. Fucking money, man. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Money's getting tight right now. Inflation. Yeah. The economy. <clears throat> um... I think that's that's all I got. You guys got anything? Um, I'm insanely excited for the new Batman movie. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm in for that. I'm in for that. The we review. Didn't do our, we we didn't do any of the 1883 Yellowstone Ozark stuff we definitely on, the, should. on the agenda either. We can do that. But the reviews yeah. are already out. Like they're saying, it's better than the Dark Knight. Oh, they're, they're saying it's amazing so like uh, yeah which is also you know it's kind of concerning when you hear that kind of stuff it's like are these people for real um but it's getting crazy good reviews so i'm gonna go see I mean, that i did just i did just see um a instagram story poll where 84 percent of people said that al michaels and chris collinsworth were the best announcing duo of all time so i'm not sure i trust reviews right now yeah Jesus Christ, are you serious? Yeah, I had there was a whole thing. I, oh, I did it, see that. And yeah. the, the one it's all I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't give a shit. You're still <laughs> that's fine. To, to learn more. Like that was I I said so many I sent so many variations of that doesn't make you right. Right? Like <laughs> just because you don't know just uh, ignorance isn't a fucking defense. Yeah. 
Yeah, the world is not limited to your knowledge only. Like, right. Because <laughs> people think that. It's crazy. Everybody gets to have an opinion. Yes, and sometimes your opinion is fucking stupid. And guess what? I'm the guy telling you your fucking opinion is stupid. Now, I did post, I, I posted a picture of Summerall and Madden as like, here, here's my GOAT announcing duo. And, um, and people came back with Michaels, Al Michaels and John Madden. And that, that had me, that had me, like, I wouldn't fight somebody on that, on site. Like, I'm not going to hit you, I'm not going to hit you with a brick if you're like, it's not Summerall and Madden, it's Michaels and Madden. I, I'm probably not fucking throwing my drink on you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, as long as Madden's involved, we can accept it. Right, right. And they're like. And people are like, well, you know, it's like, people are going like, well, what if, what if you put like Romo and Madden together? I'm like, okay, one, they do the same job, so that doesn't fucking work. Two, no, we're not playing fantasy announcer right now. We are just picking our, our best. And, and, and they're like, well, you know, it's like, you know, they're the, it's not that Michaels and Collinsworth are the best now. I'm like, great. But the thing with calling somebody the GOAT is that stands for the greatest of all time. And time actually started before you were born. So. And if, for argument's sake, if we're talking about just right now, I kind of, I think I might would rather listen to Jim Nance and Tony Romo than Al Michaels right now and Chris Collinsworth right now. Romo grates on me a little bit. I, I actually don't mind Buck and Aikman. Like, I don't mind them at all, actually. I mean, I mean, yeah. Aikman's, Aikman's a little. Um, I think like I think the Buck and Romo combo would be a great one. I, I think Romo's I am, like the way Romo calls plays and he sees things happening and his perspective on the game is a really good addition. The, the calling the plays thing, it gets old. Like, I don't, I don't need that. The I don't need the the it's like you're showing off I I, I don't need that right now. I, don't, um, I I I kind of enjoy it. I think it, it adds a little little spark. Thanks. The problem like the problem I see with it is that like in the wrong hands that like it's dude, we're gonna we're gonna get Romo imitators and they're gonna get worse and worse and worse at it. The same way that like we started with you know Mike Pereira. As the guy, as the uh, analyst, as the officiator, uh, as the official in the in the TV booth, and now we're down to like, you know, we had Mike Carey for a little bit. We've got fucking, um, you know, we it's just everybody's got one. It's just it's just not as good as Mike Pereira. Um, I worry that that Romo is going to be a bad influence on future color commentators. The Seth Curry effect or Stephanie Steph Curry effect. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I don't think you were even meaning to do that on purpose. That was just. Um, did you? You guys saw him with his pregame shooting routine. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Yeah, they lost that game. <laughs> I don't care. They they blew a fourth. They they had a twenty point lead and they blew a blew a big lead. They're missing Clay and Draymond, aren't they? Not nah, Clay's back. Draymond Green, he don't score. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> he might have helped hold on to a twenty-point lead in the fourth quarter, though. 
No, um, no, it was just because people were, uh, you know, obviously that thing was getting retweeted all over the place. And then they blew a 20. So it was fucking cool. Yeah. And they blew a 20 point lead. And I was just like, yeah, I think he was just tired from that pregame <laughs> making all those pre. <laughs> or no, what I tweeted, I was like, but how could they lose? He made all those pregame shots. <laughs> um, no, I mean, he's having an amazing season. He's, he's awesome, but. They beat my calves three let, times, they, so they, they need to they need to set up the uh, trash cans in the corner of the of the end zone. Let Rogers throw throw the ball into there from from fifty yards out, like he does at practice. That's how like we we need more fucking around in uh, NFL pregames. Drop it in the bucket. Uh, um, what anyway, did you? So, uh, so I would yeah I did. Uh, Watch 1883, and I wanted to hear what your thoughts on the finale. I, I I didn't get mad at this episode. Like, I wasn't, like, pacing around, like, wanting to, like, fucking kick a wall. Um, so, in that respect, it was a win. Um, uh, <coughs> where I don't... They're going to have a tough time, like, really holding my attention... I mean, okay, so on the one hand, my favorite character, you know, doesn't look like he's coming back. Um, but uh, at the same time, um, the my least favorite character definitely isn't coming back. So, win-win, or, you know, we'll see. Um, but the, because I, I started 1883 before I started Yellowstone. And mistake, yes, but I mean, it's like it's not like one story is dependent on the other, not too much. Like, like 1883 is not spoiling anything for me for Yellowstone, and I th- probably vice versa. Um, so did you are you caught up on Yellowstone? No, I'm, I think we've we, I think we're maybe on season three of Yellowstone at this point, yeah. I mean, once. I mean, I started watching it. I was caught up with Yellowstone, then start watching 1883. And and as we were saying, kind of in the uh, in the pre-pod here, that you can't. You know, uh, 1883 by itself is sappy as shit. If you understand the character development and where it's going because of Yellowstone, you, you like it better. Now that it's no excuse for the the two episodes leading up to the finale were fucking hot garbage, and they were they were embarrassing. The finale, I think, was very good, and it was sad. And it was heartbreaking. It, 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 and that's show, life in 1883. Exactly. That's life on the old Oregon Trail. It's, 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 it's a video game come to life. This Dysentary. show hasn't made me feel anything other than anger. Like, I, I, when, when, because they, they want, they really wanted that fucking last scene to land and like, the like dad stuff just fucking gets me. Like I've I've cried a couple times at Yellowstone. Um there's some there's some dad moments kind of in the end of at the end of season two that I'm like, all right, you know, that that right there. Um eighteen eighty three wanted that so badly and I think they tried too hard. But that's just I I I just hate hate that character. Yeah, the narration Oh, and, the, and the character just didn't match up. It felt weird. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, I, I was kind of, uh, it just kind of steadily lost steam for me. I, I watched it. it. It was fun. The finale was fine. Yeah, it was fun. I didn't get angry. Yeah. Like the, the wife was like, cause we had to watch the, the finale separately, um, because of the Disneyland trip. And, uh, and she, I watched it first and we well, sorry, we watched the first 40 minutes together and then we had to pause it cause the kids were going crazy. But like we were both sitting there and it was just kind of like. Okay, you've been talking about what's going to happen for the entire episode. We none of this is going to be a shock to us. We've all prepared ourselves for the way this is going to end. Let's just get the fuck to it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um, Ozark though is I don't. I'm like ripping through it. Like I've watched. You got to get caught up. I've watched. You got to get caught up for us to discuss it. Because there's so much. More. Just in general, I'm watching it and not being like, man, I'm I'm watching something really special right now. But it it doesn't let me turn it off either. Like I'm not blown away by the quality, but I'm still watching it very quickly. It yeah, it's. It, I did the same thing with Breaking Bad because like I was real late to that party there was no hype for me and i was like you know what i'll just do it and i i blew through like however many seasons the it, it was the show was in its final year as i was catching up to it so that i i finally caught up to it to you started watching uh, season 5 right what do you mean you, is that when you like kind of started watching it like, no i season? i started from season 1 during when when season 5 was airing that's what I meant. Yeah, like right. So season like, five was already out when you started yeah. watching. Yeah, it's so like I cut up to real time, and I actually went back and rewatched some of it to like appreciate it a little bit more because I because I blew through so much of it. But I think it's the same thing you're gonna do. Like to me, to me, this show's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I'm just like not like um, Walter was. I don't know if, what's his um, Cranston, right? Brian Cranston, Cranston is like he's like. He's like fucking working his ass off in that show. And I just don't, Bateman just doesn't get there for me. Like, it, it wants. But that's Bateman being Bateman. Like, we talked about right. that. Like, he's right. just as right. nonchalant as it gets, which and plays into his character, as his role. Like, he needs to it, be that way. But it's, but it's also, it also means that he doesn't. He's never like if uh, in, on to, on an emotional scale, he's never below a four or above a six. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, I like it when I like it when he t- talks tough on that show. Like, yeah. He is, but you know, he does it when he has to. Yeah. He 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 gets he gets higher. He gets higher because what we're in season four now. Yeah. I'm in the beginning of season two. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. He has his, he has his moments. Yeah. It, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a long way to go for you. I mean, again, this and Teen Wolf 2, Peak Bateman. <laughs> peak Bateman. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, in, I'm enjoying Ozark, and uh, um, there's uh, – it's it's different. It's the same but different than what I expected, but it's it's good. I'm like – like I said, I'm, I'm ripping through it, and uh, um, it's, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 I, 
I thought so, Trevor. You were t- we were talking about the nine eleven movies, and you and you know you you tend to stay away from those. Um, they, yeah, they just get there. I mean, I, I, there's it's pretty it hits close to home. When well, and that's what like there's certain movies I can't watch because the um the like so when the special needs kid at the restaurant um that when they were like fucking with him or something i'm like oh god if this is going to be like if he's going to be like a main character in this and they're going to fucking bully this fucking kid i am the fuck out um i can't watch any of any of that stuff there's that in ozark yeah the uh tim or nick or he works at the blue crack he works at the restaurant as like a bus boy or whatever and um oh yeah so anyways, so I forgot about um, that. So I was like, but he he shows up like every four episodes or something. And I'm like, OK, I can I can I can wade through this. But like, I think real early in the in the series, real early in season one, like some assholes picking on him for, you know, just being disabled. And and uh, um, and I'm like, oh, fuck, if this is going to be like a regular occurrence, I'm not fucking I can't show up for this. Um and like any of those like kid shows, anything where the kids got even in anything remotely, you know, um, either on the spectrum or any kind of disability, I'm like, I just can't. It's like I, I fucking I live that fucking twenty four seven. I don't need to. Also, it's not <laughs> my escape is not watching a disabled kid on TV. So, um, but yeah, no, I I know what you're fucking. I, I knew what you were talking about with the fucking nine eleven stuff. Um, the uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a good show. Again, I'm not blown away by the quality, but I'm also ripping through it. So it's like, give it like a seven right now. All right. But I yeah, know get, pe- people... Get caught up. Let's see what you think. Okay. There's a lot cool. that happens. But it's it's uh, it's pretty good. I think, yeah, I think Trevor likes a lot more than I do, but it's still really good. Yeah, uh, uh, no, I, I, I don't want to give the impression I'm, I'm shitting on it. It's, uh, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm having fun with it, and like to the point where it's like I've got to turn this off, otherwise I'm gonna watch the entire. I'm, I'll be up till four in the morning. Um, like we were a little late to Disneyland because I was watching it till like one in the morning. I'm like, I need probably at least five hours of sleep, so I'll turn this. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I think uh, hockey corner, we do. It's time. Oh, right. Hockey in full force. I've been, uh, I've been attending Ducks games lately. Uh, my Islanders were in town uh, last week, and uh, I got to see them uh, smoke the Ducks. And uh, today or tonight, there was a, a really thrilling um, near overtime uh, goal by a young 19-year-old Trevor Zegras, who's a really, really impressive player. Um, but, I mean, the first thing I got to talk about is fucking Orange County. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.